Hi everyone, welcome to this YouTube video. This is Love Johar. Today again we are here with you all a very important topic we wanted to touch upon today that we have not touched upon previously, which is information rights management. How is information rights management different from digital rights management? What is information rights management all about? What are the things that you should know as an organization as well as an individual in terms of understanding these concepts. These are the things that we will be touching upon today. I have industry leading subject matter expert with me. Akshay Dikshit is there. He is one of the founders of a company called Anzen Technologies. Akshay, over to you. Yeah. Hi, love. Thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, we had been uh, fiddling around with uh, whether or not to take this topic up, but I thought that since there were a couple of discussions quite a few months back, and and there were uh, and what we uh, what I understood was that people still have a confusion, or are uh, a lot of people don't even know that uh, there is a concept of information rights management, uh, or or digital rights management, or or these things for that matter. Uh, confusion uh, in states from the fact that uh, a lot of people think that digital Digital rights management is something which is very specific to uh, protection of intellectual property and, and, and media companies and, and is not something which uh, translates to uh, cyber security. Uh, so here, uh, sitting here with you, <clears throat> the point over here is to touch upon what is information rights management, uh, it's a relation to digital rights management, uh, how does it work, how does it function what are the different aspects of it what is what would be a typical architecture uh, what do you what are the benefits uh, benefits that you get what are its limitations and what should you expect from an information uh, rights management program or a solution in general so uh, uh, starting with the topic now so when we talk about data security when we talk about information the security of information, not information security, not as a, as a domain, but when we talk about data security, a lot of principles come in mind, right? So we've already touched base on encryption. We've already talked about DLP and in IRM or information rights management uh, also falls under the same category of how to enforce uh, security on the data that is inside an organization. Now, before I talk about uh, information rights management or IRM, I have to talk about digital rights management, which is DRM. So essentially, DRM is like the predecessor uh, uh, still being used, not that not being used anymore, but it is like the forefather or, or like the founding uh, foundational concept of rights management on, on data in general is digital rights management, which is essentially uh, the technology or the techniques, the access control technologies or techniques that are applied to uh, to control access uh, from for only authorized people uh, on digital media is what is digital rights management. Now, how a digital rights management is different from an information rights management is <coughs> I'm really sorry. So, uh, comes from the fact that digital rights management specifically talks about copyrighted material. It talks about copyrighted work. So, it the, the whole uh, architecture or the whole positioning or, or target of a DRM solution or a DRM uh, product uh, or the concept of DRM is around copyrighted material. Anything, for example, the artists. They create these uh, movies. Uh, they create these. Uh, they create music. So how do you protect this? So you do this through DRM. You enforce like uh, digital rights management on these files so that you know that your work might not get stolen. So this is uh, basically to talk about uh, digital rights management. Now, when you extend this general concept of protecting data or ensuring only authorized people are implementing access control over this data. This is where information rights management comes in place. When we remove the concept of copyrighted material, when we, are, when we introduce the concept of the document or the data or the information that is sensitive to an organization. Now, this, is, this may not necessarily be a patented material, mind it. 
if i am creating a document for internal usage it has to stay inside the organization it should not be accessible by somebody outside or it should not be accessible within the organization should only be accessible by certain type of people hence the concept of access control so we already know what access control is not going to touch base on access control but when we talk about information when we talk about uh, data that flows inside an organization and what happens so a, a, a point of question that might come to your mind love uh, and uh, uh, understandably so is there are already access control checks in place so why are you introducing this new concept of information rights management yeah what is the need exactly because you already have uh, uh, you can simply password protect the file or or you could simply uh, control access to the server that is storing the document or that information the the concept of information rights management is to have the basic uh, concept of encryption password protection locked down and also extend the capabilities of access control even outside of the organization so for example if if i have a document that is protected by information rights management if that document goes out of the organization if it is accessed in a different platform uh, operating system if it goes to other hands how are, how am i allowing them to access am i allowing them to access it or not that is one second let's say i do have people uh, who have who i want to be able to read the contents of this document or read this information but not edit it but not copy it so these are the types of protection i mean like like in a very basic i'm i'm going to go in in depth of the features of information rights management uh, in a bit but this is what you're expecting from an information rights management solution why would an organization uh, do this uh, piece i mean implementation uh, for this particular piece would it be protection of intellectual property or is there anything else also except a sensitive data love i mean I, i have a lot of confidential sensitive data uh, and i just want to make sure that the uh, sensitive data is gets accessed uh, or modified by only authorized personnel not just within my organization but also outside right so so this is the basic need of an information rights management there are several other benefits as well which i'm going to touch uh in uh, today's session so what are the other terms so for people over here you might not have heard about information rights management you might have heard about digital rights management you might have heard about enterprise rights management or erm you might have heard about enterprise digital rights management or edrm you might have heard about a uh, document rights management you might have heard about intelligent rights management this is essentially portraying the same capability the same type of solution when we are speaking about an organization and not an individual with a copyrighted material okay so these are these are the synonymous terms uh, some of it you might have heard not to be confused with each other signifying the same concept so uh, now the essential question is love that what are the different features i mean what is it that an information rights management is offering to you so very first thing is information encryption right right off the bat you are offering encryption of the data that uh, you want to be protected right and i kind of uh, uh, sense that you know this is like a basic expectation from any type of rights management solution is password protection and encryption the the second and 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 quite a, a good feature that they have is permissions management so when you say permission management or uh, access control as well but let's call it permission management for discussion sake is where you are saying what type of permissions do you have to be able to access this piece of information do you have the rights to modify it do you have the rights to read it do you have the rights to uh, uh copy content from it right so <coughs> i'm sorry maybe this this weather change so it's affecting me me a little bit uh, apologies so when we are talking about uh let's say you have a document in place 
are you uh, if you share an inf- a rights managed uh, information right management protected content with me and i do not have the right to i only have a viewing right so by by that logic i will not even be able to copy and paste data so how a good irm solution works is if i do control a and i do control c and i do control v what i will get is you are trying to content uh, copy content from an information security rights management protected please contact the administrator if you are authorized person to do so so we will not be able to copy it you will not be able to take screenshots of it if you try to take a screenshot if you if you, if you paste it on on paint or if you try to paste it you will get a black screen or or a generic screen with a generic message that says this document is irm protected if you try to uh, edit or modify the document that won't happen if you try to make copies of the document the protection in the copy will be enforced as well so the permission management are, are, do you have to be uh, are you accessing that file in an online method are you accessing that file in an offline manner so no matter how you do it this irm protected dot document will have these permissions enforced on it and over time people have tried to break irm solutions there are some uh, but the strength or the positioning of uh, the known or good irm solutions are very difficult to crack so let's say if somebody tries to you know unknowingly try to you know edit a document that he was not entitled for so does it gets defined somewhere in a in an information rights management policy or you know just to classify this type of you know uh, segregation yes so audit trail is a key uh, part of uh, an irm solution love so there are different terms of defining it but i like to call it usage management so when i say usage management an irm solution will track which people accessed which type of a data so typically an irm solution will or a good irm solution will tell you how many times this file was opened which user opened this file and it will also give you the ip address the location the geo location from where it was accessed so that level of granularity that level of tracking usage management and usage tracking access management and access tracking should be a good feature should be a feature of a good robust irm solution right so now uh, we've, we've talked about access management uh, so another part of it is user management so what you can do is you can essentially manage users in terms of the types of uh, restrictions you want to put you you a good an irm uh, a, a solution should uh, define or enable you to define user groups which type of groups will access which type of information they will have the ability to uh, in uh, so i'll be talking about features but they they, they would typically have the ability to integrate with your active directory fetch data create they would have the ability to have maintain their own database of usage and the type of tracking they do they will have the ability to integrate with identity and access management solutions as well with iam solutions to gather to get the policies of the kind of data they want and then just enforce the policies so this would be a good uh, a feature of a good uh, iam solution right so how so, does akshay just a follow up question on that how does this uh, irm solution works is it uh, kind of analyzing all the packets which are flowing here and there accessing that particular document or what is the main strategy behind this okay so i'll discuss more of this when i uh, talk about uh, the architecture of an irm solution okay. but okay. yeah so so to answer you in a in a brief love what you are doing is essentially you uh, are protecting there is a mechanism of protecting a document and you are every time the document is accessed there will be a ping back to the central management server who will ah. take a call and tell you whether you have the rights to do it or not so there is a log created every time somebody is trying to access it yes ah. 
Okay. And how this works, how this would work in a practical organization and environment, I'm going to touch this uh, sure, sure, uh, in, in sure. a little bit. So, ha- what what are the different capabilities that it is providing you as an IRM solution? So, you might want to restrict or prevent users of editing or saving your content. You might want to restrict or prevent users from sharing the content, forwarding the content, forwarding the information, forwarding the data. So you might want to restrict users from printing sensitive information. You might want to re- disallow users from taking screenshots. You might want to uh, you might want to set expiry of a document. You might want to say that I am sharing with this, but with these three peoples, but the, the scope of the project is one month. And I want this document to be accessible to these people for the next one month only. And after one day crosses of the first of this month, this document should not be accessible anymore. So you can, you might want to set expiry date on your document. You might want to limit access to the data to specific geolocations. You might want to say that this document, if I am sitting here in Mumbai and I only want the Mumbai office to access it, I might want to restrict access location specifically to Mumbai. So those levels of, so that is something you might want. You might want to put, like you might want to, uh, uh, how should I say, watermark, you might want to watermark uh, the documents uh, by default, right? So all of these are the features that typically come in on how this information rights management is what enables you to do something like this, right? Uh, now we talk about what, so we touch base and you could also call these capabilities. So talking about access rights, you can control over who can view, edit, print, copy paste, screenshot, forward or download this type of information is what it provides. Then location control is a feature. Like I mentioned, you can control over which geolocation should my document be accessed. You could put in password requirements, right? So as an addition, I mean, that's like a basic thing, but you could also enforce multi-factor authentication. You could, you could do 2FA, you could uh, sync in with the, uh, with their SMS or their messaging capability or email based two factor authentication right you uh, you might want revocation rights so at any so you, a good thing to understand love here is that let's say i have given a, a certain user a certain right to a certain document after a point what if i realize i don't want to do it anymore i can immediately revoke rights to specific user or a group of users and the second i enforce it that right would be revoked and the person will not be able to do that functionality. So if I had an edit right yesterday and my manager or, or the central person or the uh, data security team decides that this right should not be given to me anymore, the moment they enforce it, I will I, I will not be able to edit the document anymore. So that's, so this, that's a good question. This granularity, these level of features are provided in that tool, right? Information uh, rights management tool. Yes, yes. So, so typically an information rights management solution will provide you all these features. Okay. So this is more from a tool based a solution based uh, approach rather than a, a framework based thing. So, so you already if, have your, yeah. Yeah. If a startup wants to implement, because you know, I love startups. So I'll ask this question now, if they want to implement, do they need to consult somebody like you? Uh, or they can simply go and buy that tool because you mentioned it's a simple tool based approach. Uh, yeah, it's a tool based approach. You can, it's, it's not, uh, uh, so unlikely or uncommon for people to directly approach, but what happens is, uh, the solution in itself is offering you a lot of features. And if you have the manpower to get uh, the training and understand everything and work, operate on it, uh, uh, that's, that's a, uh, one way to go. The important thing over here is that you have to understand what type of information you're trying to protect. So again, it's it's not just uh, the information in itself. It is also what type of information do you have? Have you, I mean, typically an IRM uh, uh, activity would come in as a part of your data security strategy. 
so you might want to implement irm either right after you have implemented a dlp or maybe before a dlp or along with when you are implementing a dlp right so uh, you may want help in uh, the classification you may want help in understanding of uh, what documents are really important for me and also what types of rights based on and you might want support on the solution in the sense that uh what happens love is that this is a dynamic environment you have to understand that you are protecting individual documents now let's say i i perform an indiv- and and what will happen is if you go ahead and do everything by yourself you will get so many phone calls from so many people that you know i'm not getting access i'm not able to do it i'm this is not happening i'm getting some error so uh, creating an awareness so there is a whole gamut of making the whole organization aware making your end users your customers aware making your vendors aware this involves installation of agents this involves inst- uh, getting their email ids making the rules and policies so all of that requires some level of expertise so if you feel that you have the expertise of completely doing all of this on your own then by all means go for it but people organizations usually go in for professionals because uh, a lot of nuances are there and they want to make sure they're not because uh, if if you give a misconfigured uh, or a, a protection a misconfigured protected document to somebody else you might end up losing information or you might end up losing your client or customer or vendor as well because they might get frustrated because it's it's a continuous activity so i i guess that is where a professional help uh, kind of comes in okay akshay akshay i have a follow up question from vinod vinod is asking on the screen he is saying do we need to perform classification of data first in this case or do we need to keep data in a particular folder to be secured under irm okay vinod uh, first of all thanks uh, for asking this question because i was about to uh, address this point and and i kind of did address it while while you were asking the question so uh, both things are true you know you need to have an understanding of your data you need to have data classification you need to understand the crown jewels how what is sensitive data for you what types of access only then will you be able to decide what types of access rights you are providing other than that irm solutions provide a concept called as a hot folder or a secure folder which what we are saying is for example let's say i have document on the fly there is there is something called as a data classification or a protection once i have the classification in place once i have the protection i, I understand what needs to be protected i'll put the rules but let's say love i am uh, i'm just i just created a document and i just have to share it with that person it has nothing to do with the whole classification thing but i immediately need to send it also and i need to make sure that i have enforced the protection rights as well so for these cases typically they have something called as a secure folder so you can create a folder you can link the permission rights to this folder through your irm solution and whatever document you drag and drop inside the folder as soon as you drag and drop it all the permissions get uh, enforced on it so then you don't have to go to the process of include document include here you create a hot folder you create a secure folder with different permissions you have different like sharing with x vendor sharing with y vendor sharing with customer sharing with internal team and you just keep on pasting it and it gets encrypted uh, uh, the rights uh, the permissions encryption happens the rights get enforced and then you can simply then uh, share it within the email and the person gets it so i hope so, that answers your question Vinod. yeah absolutely akshay thank you for that so a follow up question on that just coming to my mind let's say since you mentioned that if somebody you know gets a wrong access for example we put that fold, you know document in that folder hot folder and the person actually was the intended recipient who wanted to access it so what is the flow then will will there be a change management process that will be implemented and he'll call the help desk or what exactly will happen then no no so so the idea over here love is that uh, so you set up policies so within your irm you will set up some policies based on your data classification and your uh, data leakage prevention or the framework that you established so based on that you will create some policies and you will apply policies to these folders if the person is uh, wanted to access it and is not supposed to access it so there could be two reasons for it either he thinks he needs the access and he is not the right person for it 
or you mistakenly did not put him in the group so then he would typically call maybe the infosec team maybe the guy so you, that is the part of when you are implementing an irm strategy you need to make sure you assign spocks you need to make sure you have a hotline you have an email address to address these issues as well typically these either come to the information security team or you have a specific dedicated email id wherein the person in itself will then check what was that issue see the idea is love that better somebody call me than a wrong person get an access right got so, it so got it this is Thank the you. kind of yeah. kind of a uh, framework got it so it's kind of working on the least privileged principle only right yeah i mean uh, somehow uh, yeah. yeah so i mean we could say that uh, we are going beyond the concept of least privilege and what we are saying is uh, uh, anything and everything can now get an access and a permission and yeah. and, and the solution in itself is providing you that access and it's uh, so one of the mistakes that happen love is that we get to uh, how should i say this since it's an uh, since uh, you know it's a hot folder so so it, it's also, there is still the responsibility of the team to ensure you are putting in the right policies in the flow do not feel that you know okay i i got this or so then pasted here sent there you still have to understand what you are sharing you still have to understand whether the right policies have been configured you have to also manage the users effectively if a person moves from one department to another you should know you should know that what types of uh, rights have to be revoked which group he has to be removed from so that level of understanding or that level of support is required while operating so it may be the ease of use may be a lot but the responsibility increases right because you suddenly get so much power that you need to be able to control this power and use it effectively i guess, i guess that's that's one way to uh, look at it yeah yeah and one thing more akshay let's say let's say there are a couple of documents with the same name will it alter any kind of thing uh, if documents are having same name no no it, it typically it has its own way of identification it will not try to tamper with your uh, classification or your annotation it sure. works from document to document basis okay okay right then uh, so we were talking about uh, we spoke about the uh, secure folders as 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 uh, an out folder as we know uh, uh, correctly pointed out so then uh, also uh, a good feature of of an irm strategy or a solution would be uh, how about the content on mobile devices you have now byod policies so you could go ahead and you could define specifically on mobile how i am allowed to Uh, access data i might get lesser access or read only access on mobile and i might get more access when i'm this uh, uh, kind of accessing it through my uh, company laptop right so so those level of bifurcations and that level of uh, granularity is is uh, should be offered and is considered to be a part of uh, an irm strategy uh needless to say email attachment pro- uh, protection so it should have the capability uh, and typically they do of having plugins wherein you know the in your outlook itself you will have a button of uh protection like like different vendors provide different ways of doing it so select policy apply send so within an attachment on the fly you can do it it's just for the ease of use it's just for the ease of use they are giving these secure folders hot folders email attachment protection uh, just so that you can keep working and not waste more and more time on these protections so if you have your original policy and strategy laid down really well the better your uh, uh, data classification the better your rights management strategy Uh, the easier it will become for you to start enforcing these uh, uh, rules and policies right so uh, typically what happens love is so they also provide uh, uh, connectivity with the data leakage prevention solutions and and a good question uh, uh, i am sure people must be having this is what is the difference between a dlp and an irm should i go for a dlp should i go for an irm and uh, i mean what to do which one to choose and what is the difference or is Absolutely. it the same thing yeah because there are some similarities that i can clearly see actually so question yeah, exactly. be- becomes uh, valid we yes. know that has a follow up question before you go into that he is saying 
uh, when someone updates the file does that shows version update or something like that do we also receive a notification when somebody updates the same file yeah so centrally uh, when you're managing centrally as the owner of the uh, as the information security team or as the owner or custodian of the uh, information rights management uh, team uh, you will get a notification of every time uh, a document is accessed every time a document is updated uh, and from what location and which user did it so yes you get that okay so uh, i'll be discussing about the dlp aspect a little later uh, okay uh, first i wanted to just touch base on these things now how this typically works love is uh, in an so you might, th there are two ways of doing this uh, one way is that you have agents installed on endpoints so there is a central daemon there is a central management server through which you can configure the rules you can configure the policies you can define the users it will be integrated to your iam solution it will be, it will be integrated to your dlp solution it will be integrated to your ad uh, it will be integrated with your file server it will be integrated with your maybe erp solution from wherever you want to fetch the files from uh, shared folders uh, ftp wherever, wherever. So it, it it integrates with all those things, and and from an enforcement point of view, at each and every endpoint or a desktop or a laptop for that matter that I might have, there will be an agent installed, and that agent consists of my profile. My AD based authentication happens. My username, my Active Directory or the domain controller uh, assigned username is through which I sign in on that agent, and. The central server pushes the policies that are specific to me as a user or to me as a part of a group for certain types of documents get enforced when the central server talks to this agent. If I twist this a little bit, uh, this thing only, let's say that that user is gone home now and he is using VPN to connect, but somehow his VPN is not getting connected. In that case, will he able to access the documents or not? Because now is not on the corporate network will ad be able to control him still no so the ad is not controlling his access the central server is controlling his access ah. they are just using interacting with the ad to recognize the user okay. the user in itself there is a separate user management as a part of your uh, rights management so in that case will he get a implicit deny he will not be able to access that document right uh no, not necessarily. See, I'll tell you why. Because if if you're so, let's say for 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 any reason, ideally your IRM server should be able to interact through internet with your corporate machines as well. Ah, because of those agents, right? Yes, because of those ah, agents. this is what but, I wanted to understand. Yes, yeah. but let's say for some reason you do not want that. Okay. Right. So what happens in that case? There is a second online web portal-based access, which ah. is the second feature of a of a good IRM solution. Is wow. that when you try to open that document, it will say you don't have access to open this document. Edit it right now. Please click on this link. Now, when you click on this link, on a corporate server email uh, URL, you will get, and you will get a document editor there itself. Now you can edit it over there and save it over there. Oh, so this is the kind of, uh, you know, so uh, that's what love. So, so these people, these architects have thought about all possible scenarios yeah. and, and there's a very fine line between uh, enforcing rights and then causing a nuisance for the users. So you also yeah. have to make sure that even the user should keep getting access because the solution will fail if, if, you know, at every second instance, they're not getting the access. Hence, this concept of a web-based uh, authentication and uh, uh, access was also uh, implemented, and and most of the IRM solutions now provide these features. So, I think all the CISOs who are watching this video, make sure you understand this in the POCs that we, you will do for this product. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, very, very well. This is, this is important. Yeah, yeah. You have to make sure that what happens if if the uh, if the agent fails, it's a software, right? So it would happen that uh, the software doesn't work, or for any reason, uh, it doesn't work. So, so what you need to understand at this point is 
that uh, there is a mechanism for you being online and being able to access it so uh the architecture of a typical rm solution is uh, uh, so it varies from product to product but if i have to explain it in a very basic sense is that you will have a central server which is where you are in, uh, enforcing all the policies the central server is then talking to your uh, I, uh, idam solution or it may be speaking to your ad or it may be speaking to both for 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 whatever reasons it is interacting with your file servers with your sharepoint with your uh, whatever products you have it is interacting and communicating with your dlps it is talking with your all your enterprise applications uh, then it has agents installed on the endpoints it is interacting with the endpoints in that way and over either the corporate network or the uh, internet it is uh, enforcing file protection uh over the type of media through which uh, hardware or or the platform through which you are accessing the uh, file so this is what a typical architecture would be uh the so now uh, important point is that what are the deployment models and i think we are coming to like the end of uh, this uh, so the deployment model in itself so you it could be on premise usually uh, uh, organizations uh, prefer an on premise but if it's costing you a lot there are uh, ways to access or get irm uh, as a service on the cloud as well so they host everything on the cloud and then there, there are agents and it interacts with the either the agent or the browser based access and so it's through the cloud as well uh, some some are already offering some only offer on premise So this will be a SaaS SaaS implementation, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that is where you might want to uh, inquire what is your need, whether you want something uh, in that fashion. Yeah. But for all the CISOs who are watching, Akshay, what are the uh, top key parameters they should look for whenever going for any IRM solution? Is there a key there that they can actually, you know, since we are getting this video produced, so I think we should give them a heads up. on what are the things that they should look out for for example that web uh, you know development scenario yes yes so you should look out whether they are offering you secure folders what the concept of secure folder and hot folder or not are they providing uh, how much of an integration are they providing are they providing integration just with ad or are they integrating with the known idam solutions as well are they uh, are they uh, providing extra features of like geo tracking ip based blocking uh, so on and so forth or not how much of an audit trail are they maintaining how much are you logging and how are you are you centrally logging it uh, so uh, do you have that feature of because i want to i might want to granularly want to check all the access that it was done so how much of an audit trail are you uh, are you leaving for me to troubleshoot or find out are you offering just agents or are you also offering plugins to integrate with email known email clients like outlook or or any other ones uh, for that matter right so also are you offering uh, protection on uh, mobile devices as well or are you only offering on traditional platforms are these cross platform is this only windows based or are you also offering on linux mac uh, as well so these uh, these could be a, a couple of parameters okay vinod is uh, saying that's amazing so vinod got the answers that he was asking for so uh, the other thing that i had was akshay so let's say uh, an auditor comes in now to this company which has implemented irm so will the auditor do sampling of these audit trails or how does it how does it works now okay so depends on uh, so is it a data protection audit if it is a data protection audit they will review the policies they will check okay. whether what policies are you have configured and on a sample basis they will check whether those policies and rights were actually implemented on a document or not so they can actually review these audit trails also right yeah they could they could in in a typical uh, i mean that just depends on the type of audit you have i mean uh, if 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 somebody wants to actually thoroughly investigate your data protection strategies then uh, even for the case of a dlp they might go ahead and ask you to sampley uh, give you simulation uh, samples of actual data encryption happening and or they might just look at uh just the actual encryption part of it or they might actually go ahead and see the audit logs as well so the alarm or the audit or the ticketing for that matter 
is is what obviously they'll be looking at. But in how depth, then that just depends from uh, from an audit to an audit. Sure, sure. Okay. What kind of industries actually would typically implement this kind of solution? Any particular categories? So financial and non-banking financial go in. I uh, have are have been going in for IRM a lot because okay. there is a lot of sensitive content that they generate. Uh, uh, companies heavily involved in intellectual property or research, research and development R and D firms. Uh, there is a direct application of uh, IRM in hospitals because HIPAA does require you to protect PHI. And and what better way of protecting a PHI than you know on the fly you have this uh, digit uh, information rights management and you can showcase to your HIPAA uh, auditor that you know I have an IRM solution in place. So so a very good uh, example would be compliance with HIPAA. Or 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 GDPR as well more so because we are also talking about the PII as well. So, but yeah, I have seen healthcare uh, access uh, implement IRM solutions as well because healthcare information is very sensitive. The patient okay. records. So yeah, so coming to the last of my point here is uh, the difference between a DLP and an IRM. Or uh, what? What do I choose? Or or do I? If I have a DLP, do I need an IRM? If I have an IRM, do I need a DLP? Uh, let me try to answer all of these questions and and uh, ask me more if you, if you are not satisfied with the answer or if you if your opinions differ. Uh, so uh, I, I'll try to answer this. So essentially, what is a DLP? A DLP is essentially only used to inside a network when you are sitting inside a network. Uh, DLP is essentially used to monitor the kind of data that is uh, at rest or being transmitted and you set the policies and basis on if if somebody is trying to uh, send it or somebody is trying to uh, copy it you either uh, alarm or you uh, block that action so this is essentially DLP IRM is to say that you know I am assuming that the document will go out I am not concerned with holding that document with me. I am saying take it. I have the rights management in place and you won't be able to access it if you don't have the proper permissions and the rights. DLP is saying I won't let this document get outside of my network if this is important for my company. Right? So if you have DLP there is a chance that document might still go out. You will still need an IRM. If you have an IRM, you still want to protect leakage of confidential sensitive information. So you still might want DLP and the best data protection strategy would incorporate if you have the budget for it, both DLP and IRM together. There. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. It makes sense actually actually to implement both the things together. Yeah, I mean that could be one after the other, but eventually uh, they go hand in hand and, and, and IRM solutions provide very good seamless connectivity with DLBs. DLBs now have good connections with IRMs as well because ultimately both are trying to protect data only, right? So it's, it's for data protection strategy. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess love, yes, this is it uh, for, for the, this topic. Great. I tried to Great. explain it as I simple as see. possible. Yeah, thank you so much, Akshay. Before you uh, add the concluding notes, I would like to, you know, ask all the people who are there on the live stream. I can see five people here. Any questions that you want to ask in terms of information security, cyber security, job related, uh, you know, GDPR, PCI DSS, SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3, feel free to shoot. Akshay is here. I am here. We'll try to answer them. Risk management, risk assessment, anything and everything related to information security and cyber security. So till the time Akshay concludes it, if you have any questions, feel free to, uh, you know, mention here. So uh, Vinod is uh, sharing his appreciation. So Akshay, I've just displayed on the screen. So thank you so much, Vinod. Uh, he's a part of the game now, actively participating every day. I can see the enthusiasm. Adurag is also there. So they both are attending the live streams. Really happy for you guys. Thank you so much. So Akshay, just to summarize all the things for a layman, for all the freshers who are out there because uh, you know sometimes people you know just want to get a gist of it so okay 
if i would like you know you to summarize in a couple of minutes what would the, what would be the highlights of this uh, you know video so as a part of your data protection strategy if you want to ensure that no matter where your documents or your data is going you always have a governance or you always have control uh, access control over the document no matter how many copies are made if you want to make sure that uh, i you can control who is able to access it who is able to copy data who is able to take a screenshot from where can he access it till what time can he access it what can he do what can he not do information rights management is your friend this is the technique through which you implement this you need to have an irm strategy you need to understand you need to have information classification in place you need to have data classification in place you should understand what sensitive documents are uh, and a, a good irm solution will allow you to enforce these policies on specific types of users enforce encryption enforce not uh, for them to be able to copy and paste not for them to be able to take screenshots not for them to be able to print it out uh it would also set when if i'm able to access uh, if i'm allowed to access this document from a certain location if i'm able to access this document uh, 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 from uh, from a certain area uh, it on the fly as and when you feel you can revoke the rights so it's not like once i have given him the rights for example if you click on a right to allow and then you send the document to the person now now that is for him to edit forever you can't change that back because the now the document sits with him but with information rights management at any point of time you feel that you want to revoke that right you could do it centrally and it gets uh, enforced uh there are multiple ways of enforcing uh, uh, implementing irm is they have agents that are installed on devices agents installed on endpoints you could also go in for a web based access if a person does not have an agent or if he is accessing it through a device which is uh, uh, from a laptop or an endpoint which is not his original endpoint but he still needs to uh, access it so uh, there is a differentiation between internal users and external users all these comes under the policy i have not explained all of that in detail but you have a difference between an internal user and an external user you can access it through a web portal providing your credentials because idea is that you should be able to differentiate between a vendor and an internal employee so so you put them in categories in groups define those policies in your central uh, server in your central policy server and that is uh, through which you can enforce it that url he will paste it in the browser he will be able to access the document within that sandbox if you may call it i'm not very sure whether that's the right term and then you can edit it and save it uh so yeah uh, this is and and there are two ways of deploying it you could do it on premise of the organization or you could access it through the cloud as well and the last uh, but not the least part of dlp it's better to implement both the things together right yes yes so uh, a good uh, like a perfect or a robust uh, uh, strategy would be to have both dlp and irm with each other because dlp protect prevents the data from getting leaked and uh, irm essentially is making sure even if the data is uh, accessible outside uh, people do not have access rights to be able to actually read or modify or copy the content based on the kinds of rights that you have enforced so uh not to say that just by irm you'll be able to protect all documents not to say that just by dlp you'll be able to uh, prevent all leakages but to say that dlp and irm together can be a very effective solution a robust approach absolutely yes. thank you so much akshay uh, just uh, while we were doing this there is a question from chetranshu jain chetranshu again is a part of the game now he is coming every day he is asking questions thank you so much chetranshu for coming here attending the live stream and asking questions today he is asking if a website is storing bank account number and ifsc code in their database does this organization required to go for pci dss audit no financial transactions they are performing through their website no but they still have to uh, because card holder data talks about account number so if the primary account number is what you're talking about then uh, you have to consult with with, uh, with with an expert to see whether what is the scope so chitranshu there is not an easy way to answer this because i uh, you have to first understand at a transactional level what they are doing and what they are not doing but if a pan number is is there then you might want to consider whether pcds is applicable to you or not 
if if there is something very specific you have if this is for your organization or for your client uh don't take this lightly uh, get in maybe get in touch with my team and we can we can sit together and we can figure uh, the right approach for you as well yeah absolutely chitranshu i would say the same thing because uh, pci dss has huge penalties so it's better to get in touch with uh, akshay and get this clarified because again it will need some more details and clarification from your end also great so uh, he's he's saying uh, akshay could you read it nach a product from npci okay uh, i mean i didn't get the context yeah so uh, chit okay maybe chitran should just uh, get back to akshay you the numbers are there in the description okay trisha shivastav is there trisha is asking a question akshay on the screen trisha is asking documents taken out was mentioned so does it mean out of organization in that case yes. how is agent deployed so the agent will only be so like i said uh, trisha that uh, you basically differentiate in what what an internal and what an external user will be so anybody who is outside of your organization comes in the category of your of an external user who does not hold uh an email account that is specific to your organization so in that case either uh, typically web based access is is what would uh, be enabled but they do have to be inside your database or or as a part of the external user group uh in your uh, irm central uh, server so that won't that would be agent less but that will happen through the web uh, the web portal Okay, so I, I yeah, Chitanshu is saying that he'll discuss with you, Akshay, maybe later in a private call. So he's mentioned that. Great. So I do not see any follow-up questions coming up now. Akshay, a great session actually. Uh, Trisha is saying that she got it. Thank you so much, Trisha, for confirming. Uh, a great session, Akshay. I really, you know, learned about the uh, information rights management. Even I wasn't clear. You know, now I am pretty much clear about the understanding of the terms. and especially when you touch the phone irm and dlp this is i think a breakthrough for a lot of people who might be confused you know so that will actually help them somebody might be thinking that even implementing one of the solutions will help which is actually not the case yeah great so anything and everything you know any comments you want on this video feel free to comment if are there any you know things that you want us to uh, you know create videos for feel free to comment Uh, we are here to help you thank you so much for watching the stream stay safe and take care of you and your families thank you so much akshay for your time thank you so much for thanks. coming thanks always a pleasure love thanks bye bye folks